This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every, li- every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, brought to you by Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese, and with me, as always, the trusty, now the bald banana. You know, you don't have to point it out. Not actually bald, you're bald by choice. It was thin enough that I was. it had to go. It's not that thin. Well, you know, anyways. Yeah. It's a Bruce Willis look if Bruce Willis was, you know, 40 pounds overweight and had a mustache. And not badass. Mm-hmm. Then it would be exactly you. And weaker. <laughs> and less. More cowardly. Less attractive. Way less attractive. <laughs> not as rich. <laughs> Keep going. Just get a checklist. Uh, see, this is the frontline gaming management. This is the, yeah, this strategy. is a normal day. This is the hello in the morning. Just beat him down. You look like Bruce Willis if he was fat and poor. <laughs> So that way, they'll never think and about... And he had a mustache that didn't let you drive within 50 feet of school oh, zones. Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. I can't walk past it. They have like a security guard. like, no, just keep going. Because <laughs> I see you. I didn't want to go in anyways. He's like, what's on your iPod? Some, some Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's rough. It's a rough life. The mustache, like, it's, sta- it's, it's here to stay, I feel. Like, I like everyone it. has an origin story of like, like, your dad has a mustache. Like, oh, yeah, you just had it. Yeah, you used but, like, that joke you just, last week. You have to, like, you just got to get over that hump. We were like, this is Which it. One? This is the look. Like, you're just. <laughs> Somebody, I had dinner last night with, uh, with some nice people, and one of them had a nice, he had the classic, like, 1930s mustache. Like the pin? Like yeah, the pin one? like really nice. And I was like, oh, compared. I wish I could do that. Anyways, my that's grandpa, a whole other podcast right there. My grandpa always yeah. had, a, like, a glorious Tom Selleck mustache. Mm-hmm. And he would drive a, he had a, a, a Nissan Z, like an old one, sports yeah. car. And he would uh, sometimes you put on the gloves when he drove it, and I'm like, you're the coolest. Smoked a pipe, I'm yeah. like you're like the coolest person that's ever lived on this earth, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely gives you a little bit of panache that you're missing. You know, it's just people can't look away, mm. for good or mm. worse, for better or worse. Because there's some food in there. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is that the flavors that stay in there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, more so enough <laughs> about the uh, the mustache. Mariana didn't like that look. Uh, uh. Hmm. Well, let's talk about things that are relevant. Let's talk about Warhammer. Yay. <laughs> uh, not Stash Hammer. Okay. Oh, podcast name. <laughs> Mariana, write that down. Not, not thought-provoking. <laughs> no, it's still still. Uh, all right. Anyway. For real. Frontline Gaming, part of the Frontline Gaming Network, where you can listen to other awesome podcasts that don't divert, don't go into uh, tangents quite as much, mm-hmm. like The Art of War, Stat Center, and of course, Chapter Tactics. Like real, <laughs> real serious podcasts. Yeah. You gotta, we're, we are the Jar Jar Binks of the FLGN. Yeah. I mean, where else are people going to hear about, you know, Age of Sigma releases? We are, we're like the Ewoks of the FLGN. You know? The joke? <laughs> Apparently. We're what started it all. Indeed. Indeed. The whole thing. Warhammer started here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. In a small store in Martinez, California. Alternate history. Yeah. I like it. So uh, this week's pre-order from Games Workshop are some Warcry expansions. And, of course, you can buy those from us at a discounted price with free shipping options within the continental United States. And there's all kinds of fun stuff. The expansion is called Monsters and Mercenaries. It brings all kinds of new uh, units. The big exciting part is that there's monsters that you can play in Warcry. And they've repackaged a couple of kits, like the Chimera, Mm -hmm. uh, to be used in the game. And then they also came out with individual uh, war bands for some of the armies that were in the starter box, the untamed beasts and the uh, iron golems. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, there's a new train set. Those train sets look really cool. They had a, um, they did a, I don't know if it was a post, an official post, but it might have just been like the, something they put up on their Facebook page where they showed all the different, um, what are these called? Uh, ruined lands? Blasted lands or something. I can't, it's too small. But, it's arcane ruins or something. Um, like that. But you can, they're all modular. You yeah. can put them all together. You can like create a whole city with yeah. these, these different types of runes. It's really cool. The new the new uh, terrain sets that came out with it for Age of Sigmar, like the um, 
Yeah. Where you can turn it into like a giant like temple mm -hmm. formation and all. They're, they're incredible terrain pieces. They're really, really pretty. Mm -hmm. They're actually pretty easy to paint too. Like you can make it very detailed if you want, but if you want to do it quick and easy, mm -hmm. they can look really good without a whole lot of effort. Yeah, and it works for 40K also. Like they, yeah. they do. Like you can put together nice like a, like a ruined, you know, temple city from, you know, somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, it's they're very flexible, very cool terrain kits. Uh, dig them. Of course, you know, their GW prices, which make it can make it challenging to do it for like a tournament, but for you know your home, if you're playing it, uh, uh, you want a really nice table for your home or your garage or whatever your club. Yeah, if your dad you know wants to get a table together for the new releases for Lord of the Rings. There you go. And you're like, hey, well, dad, why don't we also get this uh, Warcry tournament? Well, when I do it with dad, uh, same we, scale. We build that. It's like model railroading. Yeah. Right. Well, it's does he just have you like hold the flashlight and yell at you and stuff like when? Well, yeah, that's what my dad that my, actually. My does. experience. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about our fantasy dad that oh, plays oh, Lord of the Rings. Got it. Yeah. Very supportive. Yeah, my dad would have. He's like, you can play games. You don't have to play football. My dad would have yeah. taken one of the miniatures and like crushed it and then slammed a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at how do you feel about this nerd? Tell me I'm a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the gym. It's getting dark. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> Mario, well, it's getting face. a little too real. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but if so. If if you are the the lucky one that has you know a supportive father that plays Lord of the Rings. Uh, You're a wimp. The war cry train <laughs> works out. It works for you. No, I'm just kidding. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. But my dad, my dad is, is not a gamer. <laughs> not, my, even, not even close. My dad was very confused when I discovered Warhammer. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I remember when I asked, he's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like 12. And I was like, I want a High Elves Codex. Like, I wanted a High Elf book. This is like a whale. He's like, are you sure? Like, he kept asking me. He's like, are you sure you don't want like, a bike? Do you want a, a basketball? Are you sure? Like, he's <laughs> like, no, I want this. And then he like, he, my dad went in with me. He was just like, I can tell on his face. He was like, oh no. I can relate. Um, my yeah. dad would walk into my room. And he got came. it for me though. He got, he got me that, and he got me Teclas, that a metal model. That was the first thing I ever got. But yeah, I was even at that age, twelve. I was like, oh, it's disappointing. I'd be like painting a miniature. My dad would come in. I would be like, ah, <laughs> start doing pushups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start doing arm curls. Yeah. What's up, dude? He's like, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of, armco, so that better be a Playboy, or I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> oh, I had such a good. That's such a good arm uh, segue here. Speaking uh, of arm curls, look at this new release coming up. The new Ozark. Uh, <laughs> what are they called? The Bone Reapers. Yeah. The new Ozark Bone Reapers. Now this model line is incredible. Yeah. Uh, the new stuff for Age of Sigmar is seriously out of the out of the park. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful models, and we've got. I can't remember what this this unit's called. He's a big giant guy. And apparently he uh, he takes the bones of the people that he kills. He has a little compartment on his back. He throws them in there. And then he can build new mm -hmm. bone constructs or, like, repair stuff. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a pretty good and flexible unit for the tabletop. And the model is incredible. He looks really big. Uh, and then we have this other elite unit uh, with the forearms. They look a lot like Tyranid Warriors. Mm -hmm. We saw another version where they have four swords. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah. Um, very unique. It's new. Model line. I like it a lot. And it's got like, like we were talking about last week, yeah, it's kind of like a Tomb Kings feel to it. But uh, definitely, it's very new. And I, I like it. It's going to be very distinctly Age of Sigmar. It doesn't really look like anything else I've seen. Um, there might be some resemblance that people can draw to it and some, maybe like a video game or something like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's very cool. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that they're doing new factions, and they're not. I know people are like, well, why don't you bring back the old Tomb Kings? So I can, well, just let it go. Like, it, it's nice that going forward, they're like, here's more things that fit into the aesthetic of this universe. Well, they always and these do, to, 100%. They always have to be updating the, the model lines because that's, that's what distinguishes Games Workshop from everybody else mm -hmm. is that they have the best models in the game without question. Like, Throughout time, there's been companies that have risen up that I would say that the quality of their sculpting is on par or at times better, right? If anybody remembers Confrontation, at the time, those miniatures were the best things I've ever seen as far as fantasy miniatures yeah. went. But they were single pose, mm -hmm. metal models, mm -hmm. and uh, even though that they were artistically, I don't think anybody would deny it better. Um, look at where GW is at, right? Like now they've got plastic models that are almost as good or or better a lot of times i would say they are better uh, artistically and they're they're made of a, a superior uh, quality product and they, they always have to be pushing that envelope to stay ahead of the competition mm -hmm. right because in the old days when the plastics were relatively i don't know maybe not as sophisticated as they are now they, they kind of left a room that left a little window 
for a competition to try and sneak in there, like Infinity models, for example, yeah. <coughs> are amazing. But now we're starting to see GW plastics that look just as good as Infinity models, right? Yeah, like f especially for um, Necromunda. Necromunda. But then yeah. you look at like like the new Primaris models, especially the Phobos models. They have a very Infinity feel to them. They're mm -hmm. very like future, uh, like special ops looking models, like the Incursors and the Infiltrators and the um, Eliminators. Mm -hmm. They're, they're incredible. Look know? at the detail they can do on the hair. Yeah, it's also. insane, man. Like, they can do the quaff, just right down. The quaff? Right yes. down the, the emo. That oh. couldn't, they couldn't do that in metal. Um, I mean, you could. Something amazing as that. That haircut, I don't think you would want to do it, usually, but... You know, well, they funny. couldn't do it in metal because that wasn't the style in the 90s. No, it wasn't. Yeah. They all had mohawks and they, they looked bleached, like hair bleached white hair, yeah. yeah. They looked like they were just, you know, got done playing a white snake set. But, you know, now it's a different time, and, and they, they tap into it. And it's funny because after we made fun of uh, Shrike's sad boy haircut, uh, the comments on YouTube especially were like, I love it. It made me want to play the Army. And then a lot of people were like, you know, that looks pretty lame. So it just depends. Like, it really strikes a chord with some yeah. people, and some people don't like it. I think the you younger the, group probably likes <clears throat> it. I think so, probably, yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely a, a point when it's, like, lame or when yeah. it's cool. But the thing is, when we were younger – and I picked up a model of a war dancer that had a giant mohawk. I was like, yeah. Right. And then my dad would cool. have probably been like, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, he would have said that anyway. But, but regardless, you know, like someone who was older than us would have yeah. had the same reaction. So. Well, yes, the sculpts are good. Everything has been the, good. If you look at the uh, uh, Raven Guard customization pack or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. for the intercessors, and they all have the kind of like sad boy haircuts, it's definitely giving you a, a distinct look mm -hmm. for them. They're depressed. <laughs> It fits the background, to be fair. So if you're a depressed intro. teenager, there's now a place for you. you. Come you in to, to Warhammer. There you go. When you're done with the Screamo concert wearing your sister's pants, come on over and paint some Raven Guard. Yeah, if you're in high school and you see a kid just kind of sitting on the corner wearing all black, just bleh, <laughs> walk up with Shrek and be like, I got a place for you, buddy. He's going to be like, yes. Yeah, wow, there's me. He's like, your pants are so tight that you have to wear your keys. So maybe Games Workshop, this, this is, they're actually onto something. You got to wear your keys on a They're going a for a new, clip. yeah. They're actually looking out for the bullied. <laughs> I always thought that was funny, man. Yeah. I'm like, if your pants are too so tight that you can't utilize your pockets, I think you need to change it up a little bit. You can't run. <laughs> yeah. You got to be able to run. Like, you never know. Like, without, without castrating yourself. Uh, you you know, never so. know when, like, you're going to have to run for your life. Exactly. Right? Like, that's my... You gotta be, you gotta be comfy, man. That's what the sagging, cargo shorts. That's, that's what the, the sagging pants don't work either. <laughs> Girls hate the cargo shorts, but man, they like. You can run in those. You can like They're kick. You can practical. kick pretty high. Can carry lots of stuff. Carry snacks, <laughs> flashlights, in your cargo shorts. There you go. Wow. Uh, wow. So in other news, quite hilariously, yeah. uh, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but no, the not. rules for the new Gotrek Gurnison have come out. For those of you who don't know who this is. Uh, Gotrek is a famous uh, dwarf slayer from which, you know, now they're called, they're called fire slayers, this whole faction of them. But previously they were called dwarf slayers from the old world, <clears throat> the world it was. And he was kind of like one punch man of, of the fantasy universe. And Gotrek and Felix were famous books. And basically he was going around trying to find someone that could, he could die fighting in glorious combat, as you have to do when you take the slayer oath as a dwarf. But he could never find anybody that could defeat him, and he would kill anybody he fought. It was kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. It was very tongue-in-cheek. And um, they've come out with his rules, and they're absurd. <laughs> they're absurd. So he has eight wounds, a four-up save. And his special rules are that nothing can ever do more than one damage to him. A, a special rule that would kill him automatically, like Nagash's to dust, instead only does one wound. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, one mortal wound. But he has a three-up save against all wounds and mortal wounds. Mm -hmm. So he has a three-up save against anything that would kill him instantly or against any wound he takes, and he has a four-up save. He has six attacks that do three damage flat that are in two. He rerolls all hits and wounds, and any six to hit does D6 mortal wounds in addition to the normal damage. <clears throat> and he attacks twice if he's within three inches of an enemy unit at the end of the five phase. This is like absurd levels of OP ridiculousness. Yeah. Now, to be fair, he's 520 points. He only moves four inches. You can't do because he has a lot of restrictions on what you can do to him. But they did it. They put an article on the Warhammer community page where they're like, what can Gotrek kill? And he kills every, he fought all four greater demons at the same time and mm -hmm. killed all of them. How, how does it work though? Because <laughs> it's, it's so absurd. he, he, 
counts as an allied unit, but isn't there a cap on the points for allies in Age of Sigmar? Um, unless something has changed, I think I, you have to just take you just take an too, order. Um, you take an order Grand Alliance army, if I remember correctly. Okay. But yeah, it's it's. I don't know if this is like supposed to be used to match play or not because he. I mean, he is slow. Uh, he, he can't really do a lot to speed him up. Like a lot of like a lot of things don't work on him. But he is an unstoppable juggernaut when he gets into combat. So it's like, is this is this meant to be taken seriously? I don't know. I can't tell. Right. Why don't we hop over into chat? I want to hear what. Uh, I can't. I wish I could zoom in on that, but I can't. Uh, people are saying, yeah. it's it's really really uh, funny. Wolf Priest Carl says he finally got decent rules. Just took thirty years. Uh, is he the Chuck Norris of AOS Survivor Mark II? Yes, he is. Uh, Go Trek is so unbalanced, says Brian Sapiro. Yeah, that's why I can't tell if it's meant to be taken seriously or not. Well, yeah, we don't really play. Oh, he ignores the allies cap. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, he's meant to be used in meeting uh, meeting engage engagements, maybe. I I don't know, but um, regardless, there it is. So it's you know humorous at the very least. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make okay. of it. I guess the only the balancing effect is that he's slow. I guess. So yeah. In uh, 40K news, GW previewed the Iron Hands and Raven Guard uh, rules, and they're looking incredibly powerful. I know the internet is already a flutter over the possibilities. Uh, and remember, you're not seeing the whole picture yet, right? <clears throat> a lot of people are kind of jumping to conclusions about, you know, what something is or is not. And it's understandable you're working with the information that you have, but um, this is just a preview. They have a whole book full of stuff. So Iron Hands, <clears throat> and maybe I think... Hopefully, people are seeing now why I was predicting that this is going to be the most popular chapter, and it's because they're the easiest to play. Uh, you, you really don't have to be a tactical genius to make Iron Hands work. They're best in the Devastator Doctrine. You start in the Devastator Doctrine. Um, they work best with vehicles, and that's already a really popular list archetype where you take a low model count army with a lot of vehicles, mm -hmm. you know, with the Caladius, <clears throat> uh, tank commanders, knights, uh, you know, uh, repulsors, that's, you know, was already really popular. And Iron Hands do that, and they do it better than everybody else. So um, the first power that they preview, it's a psychic power, Blessing of the Machine God. It's incredibly good. It's only warp charge value 5. If manifested, select, select one friendly Iron Hands vehicle model within 12 inches. They get plus 1 to hit until the start of the next psychic, psychic phase. That's shooting and mm -hmm. in uh, melee. It's incredibly good. Um, in testing, I would put it on a repulsor. And it's it's crazy. So it's hitting on twos. You probably have a captain nearby. Well, no, you don't even need a captain because when oh, you're in the, it's rerolling ones. When you're in the Devastator Doctrine, uh, Iron Hands reroll hit rolls of one nice. for heavy weapons. Yeah. So not all of a repulsor's weapons are heavy. Yeah. But a lot of them are, and so it's self buffs. <clears throat> it's got 97% accuracy and yeah. a million shots. It's it's devastating. Um, or you could put it on, you know. Uh, a Redemptor Dreadnought, and now it's hitting on twos and shooting in in combat. You put him on the Executioner, and it doesn't move? Uh, that's yeah. brutal. Well, the Repulsor has power of the Machine Spirit, so that, that's why it's so good. Well, them. no, but the Executioner can fire twice if it doesn't move. Oh, right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're hitting on twos, full yeah. rerolls. Yeah, it's it's incredibly good. And then firing it again. Yeah. And it could take out a lot with one shot. Iron Hands are Whoop. ludicrously good. Um, let's take a look at some of their powers. It'll start Gosh, to come. I'd take come three. Yeah, and it, you will. You'll see yeah. what you're going to see is uh, you're going to see Iron Hands armies that are mostly vehicles. Yeah. You're going to take a couple of the, the buffing characters. Well, even land speeders are going to be good yeah. because you can use the first turn to just super scoot into position and then mm -hmm. fire at full effect, um, which is amazing. Well, their uh, their their flyers are going to be really good too. Ooh. So here we'll take a look at their. If you go pure Iron Hands, their bonus is called Calculated Fury. Uh, while the Devastator Doctrine is active, models with this ability do not suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. That's huge. In addition, they reroll once to hit with heavy weapons. So your whole army can move and shoot with no penalty. That's mm -hmm. huge. Uh, Iron Hand Storm Talons are going to be the business. Or uh, Storm um, uh, Storm Ravens. Mm -hmm. But the uh, Storm Talon <coughs> gets plus one to hit against uh, ground targets. So it's going to be flying around, hitting you on twos, re-rolling ones. Mm -hmm. That's insane. It's going to be yeah. like... And they, they have a lot of shots, too. You have like twin-linked assault cannons, missiles. They have, they have a twin-linked assault cannon, twin-linked heavy bolter. is going to be the most common way to, to play it. That's 18 shots. You're going to be hitting with 97% of your shots, and they're going to be AP2. 
And they're not many points. I think no, it's around not. 150 or something not, like that. You're going to see three Storm Talons, in my opinion, very frequently. <sighs> That'll just new. Somebody has, like, a screen, you're, like, gone. Yeah. Nuked. Iron Hands yeah. are going to be, like, not, not to put in I'm, – I'm not trying to be um, no, you negative. Should be alarmist. It's going to be the, like, the, 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 the anybody can play this army well because it's very forgiving. You have a feel-no-pain save on your vehicles. Uh, and then we'll talk about the next amazing piece of kit, the Iron Stones. Mm. Probably one of the most powerful uh, relics available to any Space Marines. Um, when resolving an attack made against an Iron Hands vehicle unit within three inches of the model bearing this relic, reduce any damage inflicted by one to a minimum of one. It turns all your vehicles into wave serpents. It's, it's, it's ludicrous, right? So yeah. you take a couple heavy-hitting mm. vehicles next to your support characters. You take the Iron Stone. Uh, there's other stuff that you haven't seen yet that mm -hmm. further increases their defense, if you can believe that. And um, obviously, you could imagine that the Iron Hands are going to be very good at fixing vehicles, too. It fits their lore. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what they show us. But uh, you take a couple heavy-hitting vehicles, Dreadnoughts, whatever. Vindicators. Uh, yeah, they, they actually make Vindicators. <coughs> well, if they still had the, kill, the, the Vindicator stratagem, they'd be really With the really three, good, yeah. But they, they don't. But you mean you can't? You can make them work if you mm -hmm. chose because the the demolisher cannon's been buffed. Yeah, it's way better than it was. Um, I, d I still don't think you're going to see a lot of them, but you could. You'll probably see more um, of the last class predators. Perhaps. Which you haven't seen. Without kill shot, it's pretty big. Like yeah. What in my in, what, in my experience, what I enjoyed using the most was dreadnoughts and repulsors. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, you take like three of the flyers. You start out next to the buffing character. If you can, the three inch bubble is pretty limiting. Think it should be because mm -hmm. it's ludicrously strong. Right. And you hang out there. And you're like, oh, I don't really even care if I go second because I'm so tough. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, after that, you fly out, you can move and shoot. You're super accurate. You're very resilient. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, in my opinion, they're going to be the most popular because it's going to be a low model count army. Mm -hmm. Easy to play, forgiving because it's so durable and it hits really hard. Um, and then we'll jump down to uh, one of their warlord traits. Uh, we'll skip the stratagem. It, it, it's um, not relevant. Uh, we'll go to the uh, Warlord trait called Student of History. Mm -hmm. When this Warlord consolidates, they can move up to six inches instead of three, and they do not have to end this move closer to the nearest enemy model. That is pretty cool. So strong, and a lot of pe this is one of those ones where a lot of people will gloss over it because mm -hmm. so many people miss that the most powerful things in the game are almost always things that have to do with movement, assault, and consolidation after yes, the assault. It's huge. So what this means is that after your, you know, badass Iron Hands smash captain or whatever. Fight captain. Wh really whoever cool, yeah. it is. Um, plasma pistol, power fist, dude. <laughs> yeah, power, plasma Ooh. pistol, power sword. The classic. Yes. Yeah. Stormbolt or chainsword. Um, after he, you know, finishes a round of combat, you can move up to six inches towards anything. You can go touch a vehicle to stop it from shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go tag a unit to, to limit its movement. It's super duper good. And with the ability that Space Marines have to take multiple Warlord traits, you, it's crazy how useful something like this can be. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't underestimate it. A lot, of people get gravitated toward, or a lot of people gravitate towards things that boost your offense or your defense because it's so obvious how they're applicable. Like, oh, I want to smash Captain with a million attacks. You're like, yeah, that, that's good. Mm -hmm. But the subtlety of, th of uh, movement boosts is where you see the best players of the game win yeah. the game. And on things like a bike captain, yeah. which has a, a fairly good sized footprint, yeah. you can scoot that guy into touching multiple models. And the then guess what? Units, yeah. You know. And it can totally screw up somebody's plans. Especially somebody who's vehicle heavy, who has a, they don't screen correctly. Yep. And you get in there, which just happens to me multiple times trying to play Astro Militarum, where your screen gets annihilated, and then they consolidate into your vehicles, and now and you, then can't you can't shoot. Yep. Or you could even get tricky with it, and then go into something that, like, perhaps maybe your smash captain is down to his last wound. You consolidate six inches into like something you know it's going to kill him, and then you use the swing and death stratagem, nice. right? So he gets to swing. So he gets again. to swing again nice. and and maybe kill like finish off a knight or something like that. Yeah. Right, and then that would have normally been an impossible move. So uh, it's really good. Yeah. Long, long the long and short of it, it's a very powerful ability. We didn't um, uh, we didn't touch on it, but they also do have a um, a new model coming out. Yep. This weekend, it's their Iron Father. 
And I don't think the Iron Hands have a chapter master. I think they just have a bunch of Iron. Well, they fathers. do, but there's no model for it. And they don't—they've never really referenced it, right? Yeah, I can't remember what his name is, mm. but uh, no, they do. They talk about okay. him. He's not well known. But their Iron Fathers are like their chapter masters, almost. Kind of. Yeah. Well, they have—they have, uh, the they have clans yeah. within the Iron Hands, and each clan is led by an Iron Father. And mm -hmm. They're, just so they're not Codex Astartes, even though they're in the Codex Astartes. <laughs> They—they're Codex compliant, yeah. but they have different names. Yeah. For things, uh, but yeah, they they deviate. And he so looks really cool. It's a, it's a Primaris character. And he's really good. Yes. Take my word for it. The Primaris K Van Shrike will be, in my opinion, will be in most Raven Guard list as well. Mm. He's exceptionally good. Speaking of which, let's talk about the Raven Guard. Uh, the Raven Guard, in my opinion, as I've been saying in, in chats and, and um, on online, they're um, I don't think they're going to be th as popular as the other chapters, but I feel that in a really good in the hands of a very skilled player, they're going to be one of the best armies to play against. And my concern is actually that they're going to gain a reputation for not being very fun to play against. And the reason why we'll talk about it um, as we go, they're my favorite uh, chapter. Mm -hmm. And I, like I've been saying, I feel like they're going to be like the Gene Steeler cult of Space Marines because of mm -hmm. all the tricks that they can do. They're very, they're very much uh, like set up a trap, get you kind of like catch someone with their pants down sort of an army. Mm -hmm. um, so first thing that they showed us, false flight. It's a two CP stratagem. You use this when a Raven Guard unit from your army falls back, they can shoot and charge this turn. We've been seeing a lot of that. A lot of the codexes have a way to do what the other codexes do. If you spend some CP, it's really good. Um, and then one of the things uh, I'm comfortable kind of like talking about with Raven Guard is that in my opinion, they're going to be the best with Centurions. They have, like, for both Assault and Shooty Centurions, the Raven Guard have all the tools to make them just ridiculously good. And a stratagem like this with, like, Assault Centurions where mm -hmm. they can leave combat, still shoot, and charge is, is so good. Because so many times when you're playing, your opponent's like, oh, I touched that unit, I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Like, they won't be able to do anything except punch me. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to leave combat, shoot, and charge something else. It's like, what? And it can, it can win you the game. Yeah. Um, here's a Relic, Raven's Fury. Uh, this was in the Codex, but it's been modified slightly. Um, in the previous Codex, I should say. A model uh, from your army with this Relic can choose to charge, even if they advanced. Uh, when the charge roll is made, you can reroll any of the dice. In addition, on a 4+, plus when you charge, you do a Mortal Wound. It's really, really good. Uh, it lets you uh, create a Smash Captain that's ultra, ultra mobile. Uh, can't... Um, no, and then the next one, I'm sorry, is, is the no Overwatch. Mm -hmm. So we'll jump down to that, the Warlord trait. Shadow Master, enemy units cannot fire Overwatch at this Warlord. Mm -hmm. That ability is, it's hard to underestimate, it's hard to understate how powerful that is. Um, when you're playing an army like yeah. Tau, and you can get your, your Smash Captain on a bike or with a jump pack, mm -hmm. and you get in there and you can tag multiple units, um, if you can clear a path for them, like say you can tag two Riptides. Yeah. Now the rest of your army can charge with <coughs> relative safety. Um, yeah, previously the Blood Angels had access to it there's with a, there's the, um, a their, ones, their yeah. relic, the um, Angel's Fury or whatever yep. it was called. It was a jump pack, um, which made me look at Blood Angels as a detachment yep. because of that, because of like, oh, like Tau's overwhelming Overwatch yeah. abilities, right? Well, You're like, how do I do that? How do I not get annihilated when I try to charge this yep. army? That was it. So yeah, this is really... A, well, the thing is, too, is like you got to be ready for Space Marines having overwhelming Overwatch. Right. Like uh, Iron Hands Overwatch <laughs> on a 5 plus. Or someone's like, here's my aggressors. Yeah. You're like, cool story. Yep. Ultramarines aggressors with a stratagem can Overwatch on a 5 plus and charging into a full unit of aggressors. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not very many, many units in the game that can do that without taking heavy casualties. Yeah, because they can fire twice as well. They always fire twice mm -hmm. in Overwatch. So, well, there's very rare circumstances right. where that doesn't occur. But. Typically speaking, yeah. And so, like, if you're going into a unit of aggressors with uh, uh, double bolt storm gauntlets or flame storm gauntlets, or a unit of centurions or iron hands, like an iron hands repulsor, where they're uh, overwatching on a five, and then they're probably going to have a full reroll aura, mm -hmm. that's devastating. So the ability to over to to deny Overwatch is super duper useful <coughs> in the meta, and it's going to with space marines on the scene, it's going to become more useful. Uh, because the prospect of charging into some of these units is so daunting. Yeah. Um, here's another one. A lot of people were kind of underwhelmed by this, but it's one of the psychic powers. It's called Shadow Step. It's a warp charge value of seven. If manifested, select one Raven Guard character, uh, unit from your army within 18 inches. Remove it from the battlefield and then set it up anywhere more than nine inches away from enemy models. So at, from what you can see right now, that mm -hmm. is, it's a little underwhelming. Like, you know, on the last turn, you could, or on any turn. Yeah. 
you could throw a character onto an objective. I believe, I mean, I feel like this is a, a thinly veiled contempt slap to the Grey Knights players. <laughs> right? No. You don't see that? It has nothing to do with it. Because we have Gate of Infinity, which, which is, is way that, better. that power. That is literally that power. And that's all we had. This is just a single character. So the thing is, is yeah. that right now, looking at it, I can see why people are underwhelmed. But there may be other combos and stuff that can make this really good. So for now, mm -hmm. take it for what it is. It's a nice movement trick. I get it. I'm reading between the lines here. Okay. I see where everything is an insult to the book that to you the wrote. Grey Knights players. Exactly. Right, right, uh, brothers. You sound like everyone on the Facebook comments of the GW. Uh, Actually, you know what? The Grey Knights players are the most civil. They're like so happy. They're like, we got plus one attack. No, it's not true. It's the Dark Angels players that are. The Green Knight players are, are, are All right. not happy. That's another show. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we got Surgical Strikes, uh, and this is their army-wide ability uh, when you're pure Raven Guard. Mm -hmm. So when the Tactical Doctrine is active, when resolving an attack made by a model with this ability against a character unit, add one to the hit rolls and wound rolls. Now, a lot of people were underwhelmed by this out the gates because it seems so situational, but I can tell you it's not. It doesn't have the raw power of the Iron Hands ability <coughs> or uh, the White Scars ability or the Ultramarines ability that we've already seen. However, when you build an army for it, which if you're taking an entire army of Raven Guard, of course you're going to, this is stupidly powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being is that, of course, you're going to be taking things like Sniper Scouts as your troops and Eliminators. Of course, you're going to be taking highly mobile units that can take advantage of this because it works in shooting and melee. So you're, and this is what I was, the point I was making in the beginning where I was saying my fear is that Raven Guard are going get to get a reputation for being not fun to play against is because of this. You're not going to be able, it's going to radically alter the way other people play their own army, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're used to being able to just run around with your support characters kind of floating in the middle of your army, you cannot do that anymore. Yeah. Raven Guard will annihilate your characters if they can see them. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to, they're going to play it for the first time. And it's going to be like a devastating experience. You're going to be like, yeah. oh my gosh. Or, or eliminators, which don't need to see them. Or, yeah. But the thing is, th yes, th thankfully it doesn't work in the Devastator Doctrine. That would have been way too much. Yeah. Because then all <laughs> the sniper rifles get an additional AP in the Devastator Doctrine. <laughs> uh, in the Tactical Doctrine, um, it, it's not quite as crazy. But like, say you take a unit of 10 intercessors with the, uh, the heavy bolt rifle. I can't remember what it's called right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you use the stratagem where they all gain the sniper rule. Mm -hmm. Any character they shoot at is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the other side of it where there's so many things that have the character rule that you don't think about, like knights, mm -hmm. um, certain vehicles like uh, uh, tank commanders. Uh, there's all kinds of things that this applies to that are really, really popular in the meta right now. And it makes a lot of units become auto-kill against them, like a unit of assault centurions mm -hmm. going into a knight they just kill it, like yeah. it's dead. They're hitting on twos, wounding on twos, the knight doesn't get a save, yeah. three damage a pop, that knight is dead. Yeah. Uh, and then from range, you take uh, aggressors or you know, uh, 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 grab centurions or grab devastators in a yeah. drop pod. Yeah. They drop down. You're on a grab kick too, by the way. Well, because with the grab, strat grab amplification stratagem in the mm -hmm. codex, it makes them stupid good. Yeah. And they got a points reduction. Which is well. nice, because you haven't seen Grav since the start of the 8th no. edition. Grav Centurions are going to be one of the most devastatingly hard-hitting units in the game, yeah. period. Right? And then if you have uh, deployment shenanigans, which you could imagine Raven Guard will, because they had them in the past, mm -hmm. or White Scars, or you know any kind of trick to get them where you want them to be. And then you're like, oh, okay, and um, I'm hitting you on twos. I would be wounding you on fives. Now I'm wounding you on fours. And oh, by the way, I brought a chaplain that's giving me an additional plus one to wounds. So now I'm wounding your knight mm -hmm. on threes. I'm rerolling hits and wounds mm -hmm. and the damage roll. You're dead Yeah. in one shot. Or you have a bunch of Caladius tanks, which they're not going to be as popular anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like the, the, the combo, the Caladius tanks with the uh, Vexilus Praetor with the um, uh, minus one to hit uh, aura. You're like, that's cute. First, I'm going to kill him with my snipers at a plus one to hit and wound, doing mortal wounds on a five plus. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to blow your tanks away with one <clears> unit of dev grab. It's, and it's, you're like, it's turn one. They're like, yep. Yep. Mm. And you're like, oh, and those, by the way, those, those Devastator uh, with the grab were in a drop pod. 
and I'm ignoring the penalty for moving and shooting because mm-hmm. I'm plus one to hit and wound. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a chapter master in there too. Why not? And then they're like, well, I still have my um, character that's a, a Castellan. And you're like, no, he's dead too. Yeah. You're like, dang it. Yeah. It's yeah. Raven Guard are going to be tr- harder to play than the other. Like Iron Hands is not hard at all, right? Take cool vehicles. They're super hard to kill. Blow your opponent off the table. Raven Guard a little bit trickier, but um, hopefully with some of the stuff I've been explaining, it's becoming more evident to people. Like, and this mm-hmm. is just the tip of the iceberg. They have so many other cool things they can do. Mm-hmm. They have really good uh, psychic power stratagems and warlord traits. Um, they're really cool. So far, we are four for four. The, the space marines are stupid powerful. Like, I, I'm actually concerned they're too powerful. I really am. Which is because yeah, that's it's interesting to hear you say that now. At this point, <laughs> it took I, a while because I remember when this stuff was all ramping up and you were like, this is going to be great. They're finally getting what they deserve. Well, and then as we're starting to things are starting to happen, we're like, no, well, no, I've been saying this the whole time. But, but we'll uh, we'll see. This is this weekend will be the first yes. major tournament where people are going to have full fear unleashed. So let's let's uh, we'll, we'll segue into that. But first, yeah, uh, other tournament news. The SoCal Open is just under two months away, and the 40K Champs event is sold out. Jeez. Jump onto that wait list, though. Um, we always have uh, last-minute cancellations and such. Uh, but if you want to come and play other events, we do have room in the Age of Sigmar Championship. It's going to be a GT, mm-hmm. uh, easily a GT. Hopefully we hit major. We're getting close. Uh, there's going to be a 40K narrative event that has a couple uh, spots left, and then the, the TO is already rolling out the storyline and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Uh, we have a big kill team event that's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Um, kill team stream and a lot of the guys that are super involved in that community are coming down to help run it. And, of course, we also have a Shadespire Grand Clash as well. So if you want to come, please do. We hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to just come by, mm-hmm. check it out, maybe pick up some stuff from the secondhand shop, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's free to come in. It's down by the beach. So we hope to see that you That beach is going to be really crowded. People <laughs> are going to be like, how, do I, how am I going to sunbathe? With, these with all these, all these just gods walking around. I don't know on this beach, on this with the sand between their toes. How is how are we going to fit them? Into that? I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. It's a big beach. Yeah. Uh, so as you said, we're all, uh, some of us on the team are off to the London Grand Tournament. Uh, we're actually flying out tonight. Uh, some of our team is already there now, and uh, we're really excited to see all of our friends in the UK. I had a uh, the, the LGT had some pretty serious logistical issues last year. But uh, Zach, the head TO, has gone. Hats off. So far, like he's really, really gone out of his way to make it in the, uh, to 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 kind of make up for it. Has he shown like Dude, have the you final? Seen the terrain? I haven't. I'm not going this year, so I, I'm just the terrain pretending looks, it's not happening. The, the terrain looks great. Good. Uh, it looks seriously great. And if every table is to the quality of what we've been seeing, it's gonna be awesome. He's been bringing in some of the. Uh, most respected European judges to help with the judging. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's a bigger venue. So they've gone out of their way. They understand that this is the year they need to pull it off. Yes. Uh, And as long as they got the registration running smooth, because that was like the only other issue, in my opinion. Well, they learned their lesson. I think they They did. They did, 100%. Are are the boys going out from BCP this year, too? Um, I don't know if they're going to be there or not. I don't think they are. Thank God they were there last year. (laughs) They They just happened to be there. Garrett was there. Garrett was there? Yeah, I had to sleep in a little pull-out bed. Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> For three that. days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Garrett I was totally definitely I totally forgot there. about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they've gone out of the way to, to fix it. And it's it's uh, they're at 400, I believe, 400 nice. uh, registered. Yeah. So it still is the second biggest singles event in the world. Uh, it's behind, Only behind the LVO. Yeah. And that's great. That shows that there's confidence in the fact that they could bounce back. And if this year is a success, which I believe it will be, that's why we're going back out. Then it's gonna. This is gonna go crazy. It's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be one of the biggest events in the world, and it's gonna establish itself. It's gonna keep growing because the venue they've got is huge. So I'm really excited to go. Uh, last year when I went, all five of my opponents, or six, I should say, all six of my opponents, were gentlemen. Had a great time. I had really good, challenging games. The 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 quality of the the people I played was top notch, and that's the number one thing that you look for in an event. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to go. Bring in my white scars. Last week went over in depth uh, a lot of my lists, tricks and tactics, and hopefully the people that I play didn't watch that episode, <laughs> so they know what I'm trying to do in advance. But uh, or maybe you psyched them out. Uh, so uh, in the invitational, my first round, I drew uh, Ace Face, aka aka <laughs> as they call him now. Uh, Ace Face has got a YouTube channel. Check it out. Uh, he's a really, really nice guy, John. Um, it's going to be an interesting match. He's brought he brought a, a Knight Majera, which is a Forge World Knight. It's mm-hmm. it's um, 
really strong. It's very expensive, but it's really good. Knight, two Helverins, uh, two units basically of full Plague Bearers, Nurglings, Sloppity Bile Piper, Poxbringer, and then um, uh, Supreme Command with two Zinch, Demon Princes, and Aramon. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an interesting game. I think I definitely have the tools to win that fight, but it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. He's and got some heavy hitters in there. He does. And the Knight itself, <clears throat> um, I had to look it up. I forgot what it did. I was like, oh, that thing's pretty mean, but... Mm -hmm. It's going to be an interesting game, so I'm, I'm really curious to see how that goes. I think I have the list advantage, but John's a very good player, so um, we're being curious to see how that goes. And they uh, interestingly, they already put up the first round uh, pairings for the Open. Mm -hmm. My first round opponent in the Open brought a nasty list. He's got, um, I can't remember it all off the top of my head, but he has a Castellan and like uh, all kinds of, like, like Loyal 32 with all kinds mm -hmm. of mortars and stuff, so... That's going to be a tough one, too. So right out the gates, yeah. I'm going to have some very challenging games. The boys in England don't take it easy. Um, it, the meta is a little different because they used – well, they still do largely. A lot of people play Maelstrom or ETC-style missions. Mm -hmm. And the way that they score their tournaments, winning or previously, the LGT is going ITC this year, and um, they're, they're using win-loss-draw instead of battle points as the primary mm -hmm. uh, stratification method. Uh, previously in the in the, the UK, it was very common to go straight battle points. Mm -hmm. So winning and losing your games didn't matter at all. It was just about smashing your opponent. Like I was saying, uh, last year I went 5-0, uh, and oh, mm -hmm. and my games were close because my games were all really tough. Mm -hmm. I only had one game that I, like, blew my opponent out. Um, so I ended up in, like, 50th place or something like that. And guys that were 3-2 and two were, like, right. above Which me. is not the way it should work. But it, the, it just shouldn't. Well, it, no, and they, yeah. they, they've realized that. And it's yeah. because, typically speaking, tournaments over there aren't as big. Mm -hmm. So there's not the opportunity to get that crate, like where it's mm -hmm. like people are jumping ahead of people that have worse records. You yeah. know? So it, it's, it wasn't really an issue mm -hmm. pre previously. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out now that it's, it's a five-round event. Mm -hmm. So you still need to get as many battle points per game as you can, which is a little different than the way we do it stateside where you play enough rounds to determine a single champion typically. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting cuz you still do kind of have to like really win the game but it's not with ITC missions as opposed to Maelstrom missions it's not as much about just like crushing your opponent as it is about just making sure you rack up those points steadily. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how the list changed cuz previously you saw like these gnarly like ETC style or ATC style lists where it was just like all in on one thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm taking a million psychers or I'm taking a million plague bearers. Yeah. Like my army doesn't kill anything, but it just will win the mission. So it's going to be interesting to see how the lists change to accommodate for that. Because those style lists don't do as well in the ITC format. Right. T typically speaking. Right. Typically speaking. Because um, you need to have a bit more of a well-rounded list in order mm -hmm. to rack up kills, but also hold objectives. Right. And go for objectives, go for kills, go yeah. for all these. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and not to say that ITC missions are, are better or worse or whatever. There's no value judgment attached, but there's definitely... It, it dictates a difference in the way you build your list, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think everybody can agree to that. So really interesting to see how that impacts uh, things. Looking at some of the lists in the Invitational, which, of course, go to the London Grand Tournament site, check all this stuff out. It's, it's already on BCP. Go check it out, and then they're going to be streaming the games. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, my game against uh, Ace Face is going to be the first one streamed on um, uh, Friday, mm -hmm. if anybody's curious and wants to check that out. Might be a little early in the morning for the West Coast. Who's doing the streaming or late. on that? I think late at night. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know the channel, but I can get, I'll get that info. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Looking at the lists in the Invitational, they're kind of like all over the place. Like Frankie's playing Gene Sealer Colt, mm -hmm. and he drew like a, a really interesting mechanized Eldar list, which Mech Eldar hate playing Gene Sealer Colt. So I, that's going to be a really, really tough matchup for his yeah. opponent. Uh, I'm really curious to see if he can find out a way to overcome the, the Gene Sealer Colt advantage because Eldar lack screening units their flyers mm -hmm. stupidly are the best thing they have to screen in that matchup so it's gonna be curious but in terms of the overall meta what uh, i'm most interested in seeing is how space marines impact the meta at this early stage because yeah. i'll you know i people like me have an advantage because i've been playtesting them so i kind of know a lot of the combos but there's so much there right that we're going to be learning stuff as we go and I'm going to be really curious to see how people do right out the gates with Space Marines. And then a lot of people are going to be coming in having never played against them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really curious to see how that goes yeah. when they just get sucker punched by the raw offense of Space Marines. I'm going to call it. I'm going to say a Talus is going to win I, with uh, Riptides and Drones. I mean, totally could. Uh, 
my like I said Who last cares week. about space marines? Towels of drones. Like I said last week, though, uh, white scars are, in my opinion, going to be as close to the hard counter to towels you can get. They just have all the tools. Like, you have to play it very well. You have to play it correctly. But mm-hmm. if you do, it's going to be savage. Yeah. So what we'll see. Um, am I bringing the Ghost Rider bikes as Wolf Priest Carl? I can. It's a... Uh, it's an option for a relic I can take if I choose to. One of my favorite things about the new Space Marines is that they can take as many relics as they want for one CP a pop. So yeah. I'm playing with like four and five relics frequently. Where did that come from? It's uh, Previously, you could take one for one, two for three. Right. And it was so there was so many relics that never, ever got played mm-hmm. because it was just too much of a cost to take it. So why would you? Yeah. So the, the game developers took the idea of, well, why don't we make it more accessible to get relics mm-hmm. and you'll see more of them. And I think it's a great idea. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Valerie says, I call it Space Marines will win the London GT. We'll see, right? Because nah. it's so early. A lot of people haven't had time to like really master the book yet. Uh, Valerie challenges you, Jason. I'm telling you, Tao. Tao's going to do it. Uh, CW Dub says, Recio still has love for the people. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Axis of Entropy, looked at, I looked at all the Space Marine armies in the LGT document, but didn't see anything really awesome. I do not think they're going to win the event. Yeah, I think it's too early. People haven't discovered the truly killer combos in there because it's there's so many variables. Like, mm-hmm. every Space Marine player that has a chapter supplement mm-hmm. has, like, six pages of uh, rel- or, uh, stratagems now. It's hard to follow. There's so many And it's combos. hard to follow, like, as a, just a player in general because you really... I mean, I don't play enough where, like, I people would I would look at a list and be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I know some people do play enough. They play tests. They get it in. They really scrutinize every codex that comes out. But it's the game now, to me, is at a point where I almost have to be like, okay, well, just tell me what it does when you're putting the model on the board. That's the way like, most people play There's just too game. much. Like, you know, it, which is fine. Like, I'm sure, like, in Magic the Gathering, like, not everyone knows every single card um, that's, you know, yeah. unless you're Pablo. It's, but, uh, it's, that's the way most people play the game. They, yeah. they don't know what something does until it's on the opposite side of the table from yeah. them. Um, Brian Sp- Spiro, I was able to fix my list. Um, as for the yellow card, I assume so, but I'm not sure yet. I, I never have sportsmanship issues, yeah. so I'm not worried about it. You know, Grey Knights only have two pages of stratagems. There you go. Uh, yeah, did you six see, relics. Uh, Zero Discount says, did you see the Imperial Fist list with 60-plus intercessors Ooh. with stalker bolt rifles? <laughs> bolt rifles. Yeah. Um, that's, I like that list. And that, that Imperial Fist, that's, that's literally the way they're going to be able to play the game. Just take a ton of intercessors with support characters and just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acts of Entropy, yeah, six pages of stratagems, three pages of relics, three pages of warlord traits, dozens of data slates. And per, per book, and per two, supplement. And three, no, I'm sorry, and three tables of psychic powers yeah. per book. It's, there's the potential for what can come out of this. We haven't even scratched the surface yet yeah. of what Space Marines can do. I'm hoping to show off some of the combos White Scars can mm-hmm. do, but we'll see. Um, Wolf Priest Call, please be sure to uh, bring in the SoCal flavor with board shorts, flip flops, and a tank you top. You should get a Hawaiian shirt. That's how I dress every day, anyway. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, Zealous James Ramsey's list is an interesting. Uh, That's the one he was talking about with yeah. the bolter, the bolt. Dude. That's so common in the UK to just spam stuff out. Like, and well, th- to be fair, Frankie does that too. Not as much. He anymore. spams minimum squads. He, so he, he doesn't, doesn't get, do it as much anymore like yeah. he used to. But in the UK, I think it's just because the ETC was so prevalent in the way that the competitive community played the game yeah. that you just saw these crazy spam lists all the time. And over here... You'd have like 300 Nurgling. Yeah, we were always yeah. like, what is these goofball armies? And then I yeah. w- wouldn't play. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's because you just need to... Ma- yeah. Winning and losing the game didn't matter. If you didn't win with max points, you yeah. weren't going to win the tournament. You know, Brian, he, he made a good point. He's like, Grey Knights, don't give up, Jason. What I do, The reason that I'm doing it is that at some point... Games Workshop's going to be like, okay, we got to do something about these Grey Knights, right? They're terrible. They shouldn't even have a codex. They're going to be so overpowered. Like, Games Workshop is going to swing so far to the overpowered list, and then everyone's going to jump on the bandwagon. But I'm going to be like, I have two years of video of me holding with the Grey Knights. Like, I'm going to come on with a robe and, a, like, a, a crown, and, like, nobody can say that I joined the bandwagon. That's the plan. That's what I'm doing. Except you haven't even been playing them. Acts of Entropy, thank you so That's much true. for the cheer. I am making my list for 2020. We really appreciate the support. I'm going for it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm just really curious. To, I can't wait to see it out in the wild. I'm, the, my biggest disappointment, though, I was hoping so much that we would get more supplements before LGT. Because right now, it's basically just going to be White Scars. 
Ultramarines. Um, but they have to, they got to put their, you know. And then the, the Choose Your Own Adventure flavors of Space Marines, which are really good. Yeah. Um, but I, I was hoping we'd get at least two more out there in the wild. Yeah. Because I would have brought Raven Guard for sure. But White Scars are amazingly good. So I'm, I'm pretty right. happy about that. The Red Scars. Minor Red Scar. Yeah, they are. Um, and I put, you put together Kosoro Khan and get him three colors. Did painted. you? I, got three well, I, I, I actually haven't even seen yeah. the model. I want to take a look. The model's awesome. Yeah. It, it, the new the new kits they're making are amazingly good. Yeah. They're so good. Well, anyway, we'll we'll talk more about LGT, but I'm gonna predict that Space Marines do well, but they. Pro I'm gonna think a, a, yeah. a player that is gonna win, that has a, an army that they're really familiar with, and that that will overcome. The Space Marines in these early stages, that's my prediction. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's me, which, you know, I'll just smash everybody. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I hope I do well. I went 5-0 and oh last year. I'd like to repeat that. Frankie has been burning the midnight oil He's been working for that, his, 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 uh, yeah. his army. Because he has so many models. Yeah. His Gene Sealer Cole yeah. army is really good. All right. Well, let's jump <laughs> on over to the ITC, talk about what's going on. And, of course, if you like the ITC you think it's been good for your hobby and the hobby in general, and you'd like to support it, see it continue to grow and prosper, you can support us via our, our Patreon. The mm -hmm. links are all over Frontline Gaming. And you can do so for as little as $1 a month. 100% yeah. of the money goes back into the ITC to help pay for server fees and all the other crazy stuff, trophies and all the... the ramen noodles. Ramen noodles, yeah. It's, it's really expensive Peanut to, butter run, sandwiches. to run the ITC, mm -hmm. um, as we've said numerous times. <laughs> so sandwiches. the money helps a, a lot. It was becoming an actual, like... Uh, drain on the company so well, yeah we have it. six employees and one was full-time dedicated to answering emails about the itc there was not one person <laughs> who was full-time but if you added yeah. up the time that frankie and i put it onto it every right. day it was like it was probably like 20 30 hours a week of work. yeah like honestly and that's not even covering like what all the bcp guys do all the regional reps right. do and it, it was it's a lot to keep it going but it's it's fun and we're happy to do it so let's take a look at upcoming 40k itc events this weekend there is so many it's a lot events going on uh so obviously we have the london tt gt which is listed as a gt but that's hilarious it's a super major um and that's going on in london united kingdom of course then we've got the ardcore itc open in shah alam selangor malaysia where is this uh the ardcore itc open it's the next gt listed on the list Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, there, we actually have a, quite a few events in Malaysia. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of expats that live there, too. No, again, I went and looked at the pictures of the store on Facebook. Yeah. It's um, it's mostly locals with expats. Nice. And, like, the Fizzy's Game Store in Thailand, mm -hmm. I looked at the it's all locals. Okay. Playing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's great. No, I, I mean, that is good, because in my experience in, in Southeast Asia, you would go to these things, these stores, and it was mostly expats, and they would have a couple... People that were locals that'd be playing, but like the yeah. gentleman in uh, that's in China mm -hmm. was talking, but they organized a GT in China. He said it was fifty percent nice uh, locals and expats. That's fantastic. I think I it's love great. To hear that. Uh, do we have another uh, major? Uh, it's okay. the oh, it's the grand tournament. Oh, that was sorry. the invitational. The invitational is a GT. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they have enough people for yeah. it to be. And then the major is the actual tournament Super itself. Super major. Oh, I'm gonna get two scores. Boom! Nice. You're gonna win the ITC. Ha. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I can't keep win going. It. Keep doing it. Uh, that's a good dance. Then we got the uh, GT, the Bluegrass Blowout Charity GT in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Mm. Uh, and then the Major Attack X Warhammer 40K. That sounds aggressive. I don't know if I go to that one. Is that a metal scared. concert? Cam Loops, Canada. And then we've got another GT, the Texas Trios in Arlington, Texas. Nice. Sounds like fun. And we have two more events coming up for the month of September in AOS. Uh, the Age of Sigmar, Red Marn. And mm. then here we go again, lads. And that's in Wichita, Kansas. Nice. Your current top five Here we go. 40K ITC rankings. Jim Vessel continues to lead the pack with a very sizable 88-point lead over Richard Siegler, who'd recently won the Nova Open. Chris Blackham in third. TJ, I'm falling off the oh. rankings. Lanigan. Oh. Oh. Sinking like a stone. Dude, go shine up your tie clip and get back in the game, TJ Lanigan. And then John, I am not... A fan of the Beatles, Lennon. Does he get a lot of that? He loves the Beatles jokes. Do people call him John Lennon? Probably. Okay. And also, since uh, our buddy is now no longer on the top ten, but it is his birthday, we're going to give a shout-out to Jeff Robinson. Yes. Oh, Jeff. Happy birthday, buddy. Yep. Top 
10, or top five and 40k IGC hobby track. Jim Vessel continues to lead the pack. Very cool to see if we get a double crown this year. Uh, Paul Winters in second. Lou Rollins in third. Thomas Beard in fourth. And Jason Beard in fifth. Ada Sigma, our current top five. The Jersey Kid leading the pack in first place. Place Matt Pashby, followed by Christopher Bergman in second. James O'Brien in third. Alexander Gonzalez in fourth. Edgar Hernandez in fifth. What happened to Jeremy Vessier? No, you skipped somebody. Third was James O'Brien. Fourth was Alex Gonzalez. Fifth was Edgar Hernandez. There you go. Where's who? Jeremy Vessier, the French overlord, has retreated he from the field. He, I don't think he's been going to the, some of the bigger ones. He didn't go to Nova. Nova was the big oh, one. Oh, but you know what? He's the only guy in the top ten with only four scores, so he is poised to jump right back to right. the top. So Joe Cryer, watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe will be at the SoCal Open. Nice. It'll be fun. Ada Sigmar Hobby Track Top 5. We got Rich Waters currently in first place, followed by Matt Beasley. Jack Ballard in third. Ricky Fisher in fourth. Matthias Crucial in fifth. Shadespire, current top five. Ivan Cho leading the pack, followed by Tony Field. Jonathan Colson in third. Philip Santamaria in fourth. Kevin Cruz in fifth. Kill Team, Alex Torbert, just loving, wow. loving being at the top. Wow. Michael T. Holy. Three points. Falling down. Eh, okay. Second's not too bad. Second's you know, bad. sometimes you have to fall. To rise like a phoenix. To rise up. There you go. To be risen up. There you go. Frank Felicus in third. Tyler Hill in fourth. And Ryan Hebb in fifth. Congratulations. Here are a couple gorgeous wow. commissions out of the FLG paint Look studio. at this. You know, we dose so many of these that I actually forget that we've done these. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mariana, we got some photos up, huh? So that's uh, Molog's Mob. Molog's Mob. And interestingly enough, this was um, only at our tabletop standard. It looks great. It looks very good. I, I don't think you can do a bad job. <laughs> so it's such cool models. It, very cool. This artist did a great job. Stuck with the Games Workshop theme. Um, the client was obviously very happy. I was very happy. The artist is very happy. I love these Forge World Neiman Russell. Yeah, if you guys want Shadespire Warbands done, man, we can we can get those done real quick, and, and they look really good. So yeah. hit us up if you want those, especially with the new um, release coming out. Third, It's the third phase of Shadespire. Oh, speaking of which, did you see what they're doing? They're doing it like magic where they're phasing out. Yeah. Some, you can still use the Warbands, but they're phasing out the cards. So you can only ever have two decks of cards. They're current. keeping the current uh, fresh. Which makes sense. You, you don't want to go after like five years and you have like a deck that's this big because they never discontinue things. But anyways, um, what else we got? We got some, oh. These Forge World Lehman Russes Forge World, are beautiful. This is a newer artist that we've been working with. Um, and he's been doing a really good job. This is, uh, I think they were Deathcore. They look like Deathcore. Maybe not. With, I think the client had his own scheme that we were following along with. If I remember, it was a little while ago, but these look fantastic. Yeah, you can't, you can't, if you can zoom in, um, if you guys are watching or whatever. Um, there's a lot of battle damage too and rust effect. It's really nice. They, I, they, like can't, we, they can't zoom in on Twitch. Okay, but the anyways, these <laughs> and then the podcast and then the they decal. Really, they really this client was very <laughs> well in your up. mind's eye. Imagine this tanks that maybe we're people about. who are on the show notes. They um, also can't zoom. I guess you could zoom no, in on your screen. Okay, but anyways. You're just wrong. This client was very specific about decal placements. Not a problem. So everything was good. And then the uh, this uh, Here's my Arena favorite. These Rex. just, just yeah, rip it. dudes. Oh, I know. These guys are on a bunch of trend. Ooh. They're huge. They're, they're lean, which I Ooh. like. Yeah. Dude, mad gains all day <laughs> so on this Arena Rex. Send us, send us more of these guys because, <laughs> uh, you know, we love working on these muscly <laughs> dudes. <laughs> we did a little bit of sweat-driven. <laughs> I mean, these guys um, definitely go to CrossFit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these are at about 6%, all right? <laughs> so, anyways, they're look the, the game is really cool. These guys came out last year to Vegas. Yeah. I don't know if they're coming out this year or not. I can't remember. But um, they were showing off some of the new stuff coming out, and, man. They're really cool. Like you were talking about, some of these other game companies that are coming up with sculpts, and these are plastic. Yeah, they look great. Yeah. So, anyways, Arena Rex, if you guys are fans of naked men, you know, wrestling around, or hitting each other with their swords. Arena Rex is for you. Right, Mariana? She loves it. All right. Let's jump on over to Twitch, answer any last questions, and we can wrap it up. Kill Team Stream says, Kill Team Academy in first place on the ITC. Yo, boy, Alex, that's indeed correct. LBL Kill Stream, man. These guys are so into it. I love it. Don the Magnificent says Richard Seeger will win LGT even though he isn't going. That is high. Wow. That's, that's, that's good. Don, and by the way, Don Hoosen, congratulations. On? Well, he put it out there. He's uh, having a kid. 
No kidding. Yeah. Unless that was a joke post and you're doing some really deep trolling thing. I don't think he is. Uh, congrats. Well, if yeah. it's true, congratulations, buddy. Yeah. Well, Priest Carl, uh, Bianca, what Grey Knight minis are you working on? Always Oh, I've been actually, no, well, yeah, but I've been putting together uh, the Brotherhood Champions. They don't make models for them. So I've been converting them out of uh, um, Stormcast Liberators. Nice. Yeah. I'm serious about 2020. Grey Knights. I, all I have to do is win one game. In and, five tournaments. In five tournaments. You'll probably and be I'll probably be the best in the world. The best in the world. If that happens... We'll never hear the end of no. it. No. <laughs> I really will wear a crown, and I'll wear a scepter <laughs> every time for a year. Okay. It's 100 degrees in that, that warehouse. Uh, Anyways. We just don't wear anything No, else. but I, I actually have been working out. I've been writing lists. I've been working with Frankie yeah. to write some lists. The thing is with Grey Knights, you really you have to spam things like uh, Smite. That's all you can do. I mean, they've, they've got, they're not the worst army. The, that nefarious distinction now belongs to the Dark Angels are the lowest performing <laughs> army in the game. I thought it was Space Wolves. No, it's not. It's okay. Dark Angels. Grey Knights are actually not the worst. They're okay. just not. That's just common perception. The data shows Blood that Angels it's, too? Uh, no, Blood Angels aren't as bad. <laughs> Blood Angels, thanks to Thomas Hexamoki, <laughs> actually are, got a top four in a, in a major. Okay. And uh, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Otter of, Otter of Games. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Uh, where do you think Krons are in the current meta? We'll go over to 40kstats.com. Oh, you nice can plug. see exactly where they are in the meta. And uh, that's another one. The, the common wisdom in the, the, the gaming community will tell you that Krons are bad. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're actually uh, doing very well competitively uh, in the meta. Now, unfortunately, there's only like basically one list archetype with like very minor variations. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're actually doing... They're in the upper 50%. So they're, they're doing well. They've actually, they've, they've podiumed at a lot of different tournaments. Uh, Necrons are doing fine. The only problem is, is that they don't have a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's my biggest complaint. So yeah, Krons are doing fine. Uh, anybody who says otherwise, just uh, that's either a reflection of their anecdotal experiences or they're not looking at the data. Because uh, everything we have says that yeah. And they're, to be winning, fair, they're winning more than they're losing. To be fair, we can say what's the worst, what's the best, you know, where Grey Knights are. But to be fair, like every army at this point has a chance on the table. If you, you know play what? it enough. If, if you play it enough. If you're playing Dark Angels, you have a chance. It's about a 35% you know, chance. We've been, <laughs> we've been talking about this a lot, but I think like like a Raven Guard list is really good. You know, they, I'm surprised they're doing as bad as they are because they have a lot of good But tools. pure Raven Guard is really good. Uh, maybe not pure. Ah, whatever. Uh, correct. Fiasco Man said he saw four pure Grey Knight armies at the Nova Open. And I know uh, there was a couple of them that were doing pretty well for a while. Who? I think they batted 50-50, I think. Who was that? Some of the Grey Knight armies at, uh, at, at Nova? Nova Open. Yeah. Orange Brush, yeah. how strange does that new Chaos Marine book seem now? So remember, remember too, the, the, the Chaos Space Marine book, like this is a new codex. This is not Space Marines 2.0. This is a new codex, right? Totally new. This is a different beast. We haven't seen anything like this in this edition. There's all these new layers of rules. There's doctrines, all this stuff. The Chaos Space Marine book was Chaos Space Marines 2.0. It was an update of the existing book. So comparing that to this, even though I know that offhand, that would make sense. It's not a good comparison because they're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just not. That, that Chaos Space Marine book was bringing in things have been released, adding them into the book updating points and all that was it kind of a weird release yeah whatever maybe but um it was still a good release it it made them better yeah objectively. and they're not bad they're still really good a chaos performing extremely well yeah i mean you're going to struggle a little bit more with doing a pure chaos space marine from the codex book but if you mix chaos very good especially with the chaos knights that just came out yeah chaos knights is so much fun just mix and match there's I, so much fun. i would view uh, as a chaos space marine player there's no shame in mixing, matching. It's very fluffy. You yeah. put in demons. You, you just put what you need into your list. And, I'm, I, and if you choose to play pure, then you're choosing to be a little bit handicapped. I yeah. mean, that's just the way it goes. Like, and then you play for best in faction. Right. Um, Frankie's new chaos list is so mean. It's a, a double Gatling chaos knight, yeah. melee chaos knight, the um, the Forge World uh, armager, uh, the For Forge World war dog. Those guys are so good with the lightning gun. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, and then he has two Disco Lords uh, in the Flawless Host. Nice. Uh, Mortarian. And then really? it's 
dirty. It is a dirty list. I love it when I see the demon Primarchs. Oh you my just God. don't see them anymore. It's sad. They're it's, the best looking models. On the first turn, he's charged. If he goes first, mm -hmm. he can charge you with Mortarian, the Melee Knight, and one of the Disco Lords. How far does it move? Because well, Mortarian can warp time himself. The Chaos Knight, because you switch out of power. Yeah. The Chaos Knights are just ludicrously fast because they mm -hmm. have full tilt and all this different stuff. And then one of the Disco Lords can um, uh, speed buff himself also. Yeah. Uh, it's not the flawless host. I'm sorry. It's the other one. Um, it's the name is escaping me that lets you advance and charge. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Like in the last league game, the game was over on the top of turn two. Yeah. You know, I still go back to uh, his Slanesh list that he had built that one time, and it was so nasty. I've never seen anyone else take it. Yeah. And it was so fast. It was first turn charge almost automatically. Yeah. With the fiends, with the demonettes, he had the the Forge World demon primarchs or, mm -hmm. or or the demon princes, whatever those things are. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Really good. Yeah. And he only did it once. He tabled like a bunch of people. He was like, yeah, it's not fun to play. What's well, good? <laughs> what happened was, is he, if he went yeah. second against a really shooting army like guard, sure, he got annihilated. Gotcha. Because uh, like wyverns and stuff just blow him away. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Smiley DK, yeah, we uh, I'll throw it in the comments of the blog post associated with this. His list is. And it's like the game is over so fast. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> think you so can still mean, man. you can still make a good Death Guard list. I feel oh, it's hundred percent. Like they have good tools. The they have good character buffs. The plus one attack that the Space Marines got is huge. The Plague Marine grenade bomb is amazing. <laughs> or the melee weapon where they all do yeah. mortal wounds. Mortarian is so still good. a beast. If you can yeah. keep him alive, which is tricky nowadays. Or do what Frankie's doing and take a threat overload list, or you have all these high priority threats and it's like i'm a, i accept the fact i'm going to lose one or two of them but the rest of them will make it and yeah. smash you right and yeah if you can keep him alive he'll win the game by himself yep he can kill two knights in one round of combat mm -hmm. easily especially if they're imperial knights it's yeah. easy but yeah but you were right if you want to bring mortarian you have to bring other distractions because yeah. if you just have mortarian every gun it's pointed at that dude turn one yeah like there's and you can't hide him what's well, um oh my gosh I'm, his name's escaping me he's my buddy mine He's uh, an extremely good player. He runs uh, Morty and Magnus. Yeah. I know a lot of people poo-poo it. They're like, oh, that list is so last yeah. year. He's still going right. to the fi like the finals at Nova at LVO, mm -hmm. Justin Curtis. Yeah. Like, with the list that everyone says, oh, that's, that list doesn't work mm -hmm. with Magnetron. Or, uh, Nurgle Demon Princes are very good to bring with him as well because yeah. they're not – you can't target them. Um, they're very fast if you put the wings on them. I believe you can still do that with the Nurgle guys. I've played it. And they hit hard. Yeah. And they're hard to kill. So, I don't know. There's, it's my own. As I always say, as we'll wrap it up on this note, yeah. uh, as I always say, uh, trust your own ideas. Mm -hmm. You don't need the internet to tell you that you're right or you're wrong. Right. Uh, just put them on the table, try them out, uh, experiment with it, and you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Right. You'll find it. With the, we should end with the wise words of one big nasty bee. Right? You just, just pull it out and play with it. There you go. And John the Magnificent says uh, Raven Guard are going to be rough on uh, Primarchs. Yeah, they will be. They will be. The Raven Guard are, are stealth amazing. I don't think they'll be the most popular chapter, but they're super duper good. And in my experience, the, the, the chapter that kills other Space Marines really efficiently is White's, White's Cars kill other Space Marines extremely efficiently. Um, we'll see how that goes in reality. But they have a lot of tools that let them overcome the strengths of the other chapters. Yeah. So, at any rate, I uh, hope you all enjoyed episode 653 of Signals from the Frontline. We sure enjoy talking to you. Next week, it's going to be the banana and the rhino because... It'll uh, be an interesting show. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because uh, we'll be coming back from the LGT. And then, of course, this weekend, make sure to uh, head on over to Frontline Gaming on Saturday because you'll be able to pick up the Raven Guard and the Iron Hands and all the cool new chapter supplements and characters. Mm -hmm. And if you want to pick them up from us... You can do so at a discount. Follow the Leningrad Tournament. Uh, keep your eye on it for one of the biggest 40K events in the world. Yep. And hopefully the gang from America does well. I think we'll do okay. I think we'll do okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will talk to you all next time.